He is a 27-year-old man in Indiana, and he was stuck in his wrecked pickup truck for six days. All he had was rainwater to sustain him. Thankfully, he was eventually found. Christmas came late for him, but better late than never. Matthew Room was driving his truck when he veered off the road, tumbling down into a nearby creek. And his truck was completely crashed, and Matthew was unable to move. He tried crying for help many times, but all he heard was flowing water. Things really looked bleak. But a day after Christmas, two men showed up at just the right time. They were looking for a place to fish when they noticed that crashed truck. They were in complete shock to find Matthew still alive. He sustained life-threatening injuries, but he's now receiving the care he needs. Though we were once considered as good as dead, God shows us mercy. Jesus came at just the right time to save us from our sins. Welcome to Haven Today here on Thursday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're continuing a program series this week called Christ in All the Scriptures. It is, of course, a brand new year, and there are a host of Bible reading plans available. I think it's great that people take the time to pick out a Bible reading plan that works. Some plans go in chronological order. Others go through the entire Bible in a year, but are split up based on genre. Some days can be pretty easy to pick up God's Word and read, and then other days, quite hard. I get that. Sometimes the Bible is so far removed from our lives, we think, that we just don't see the point of it. But I want you to remember something that I shared with you over the past couple of days. All the scriptures, every single page, points us to Jesus. Yes, some passages can be harder than others. We'll never fully understand all of God's word since we are finite humans. But what we can understand is how Christ fulfills scripture and how he is the center of the biblical story. I want you to listen to the late pastor Tim Keller. He pastored Redeemer Church in New York City. Listen to him speak about why it's important that we look for Christ in all the scriptures. A Christocentric model means Christ is the focus. Only as you show how the text reveals Christ that you're really giving people the, oh, so that's what it means. And it's only as you use you solve problems with Christ that you really change lives. And I'll tell you the difference. It's when you show people that this text is really about Christ that you really move from lecture into worship. I don't know how many times that's happened to me. You know, here's David and Goliath, and here's uh, you know why we ought to not be afraid of the giants in our life. I'll use this because it's a real an easy illustration. And and here's why you shouldn't be afraid. And here's why even you know you should do this. And and and, and even when you start talking about uh, all the parts that you do in the beginning, but as soon as you, as soon as you say, but you know what? There's a greater David that he points to, and there's a, a David who came up against the real giant, the re- the only giants that can really kill you, sin and death, and uh, he didn't go out there just at the uh, risk of his life, but at the cost of his life, and his uh, victory, you see, was imputed to us, you know, the real victory, just as David's victory was imputed to his people, and. As soon as you say this is really about Christ, there's a hush and everybody gets quiet and you've moved from being from a lecture into worship. As soon as you get to Christ, Christ-centeredness, it suffuses the model and, and keeps you from doing either doctrinal preaching only 
practical preaching only or devotional preaching only. Now, one approach is sort of a typical approach where you're just expounding the, the text and David becomes the example and everybody at the end is told, now, be like David. The Christocentric approach basically says David is pointing to Jesus and he's pointing to an aspect of Jesus' work that right now you are not taking seriously in your life and that's the reason why you're living in defeat. The first approach basically says this text is about you. You need to live like David. The Christocentric approach is saying this text is really about him, about what he has accomplished. And your problem is that you're not living as if that's true. You're not, you're not living in faith for of what he's done. And therefore, the, the reason I believe in Christocentric preaching is not because it's a great little trick, it's a great way of doing narrative preaching, it's a, it's, it's a cool thing to show people that everything's really about Jesus, it's a way of saying I have the secret formula to understand every text. But unless you do Christocentric preaching, what you're really telling people is the Bible's about them. Ed Clowney, in his book, Unfolding Mystery, points out if you ever tell a particular Bible story without putting it into the Bible story about Christ, you're actually, you actually change the meaning of the particular event for us. It becomes a moralistic exhortation to try harder rather than a call to live by faith in the work of Jesus. There is, in the end, only two ways to read the Bible. Is it basically about me or is it basically about Jesus? In other words, is it basically about what I must do or basically about what he has done? Tim Keller, a friend of mine from my Philadelphia days, a faithful pastor and preacher who went to be with Jesus last year. Do you want to meet up with Jesus? Do you want family and friends to meet Jesus? Well, Christian, I'm going to trust you are. And those who don't yet know the Lord have an opportunity to read God's Word through this year and find Jesus. Here at Haven Ministries, we're offering a brand new resource just out this week to help you see our Lord better through the year. It's a hardback book, comes with a ribbon to keep your place, called Christ in All the Scriptures, Reading and Praying Through the Bible in a Year. It includes helpful notes on every book of the Bible to show you how it leads to Jesus. It also offers prayer prompts to help you get to know Jesus better as you're reading through the Bible. After the program, I want to invite you to visit our website and get started reading the first few weeks of this new book that's just released. And then make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Get a copy for yourself but why don't you get extra copies and give them away so that you can study the Bible with others that you know. You can go to the website or you can call us right now and make your gift and place your order. Our number is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Make your first gift of this new year to the ministry, but be sure and ask for the hardback Christ in all the scriptures. And now let's open the program together. Here's Matthew West. My name was lost till your love reached down. You rescued me, now my name is found. I was a slave to my sin and shame, but those chains fell off when you changed my name. You changed my name. From too far gone to save by grace, and now I am forever changed. All because you changed. 
Haven today at a program called Christ in All the Scriptures. The album is My Story, Your Glory, and that was Matthew West singing You Changed by Name. I'm Charles Morris. If you and I were to take a trip to the Holy Land, there would be so many places I would want to take you. But one place that stands out to me is located north of Amman, Jordan, a river known today as the Zarka River. Its waters flow right into what you would know, the Jordan River. But back in biblical times, it had a different name. It was called the River Jabbok. And it was near these waters that Jacob had an experience that changed his life. On one fateful night, he wrestled with God. Yes, he really did. Now, let's listen to British... Believer and actor David Suchet read Genesis 32. He'll read the story between Jacob and the angel of the Lord. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go, unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? 
Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore to this day the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip, because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. A special thanks to BibleGateway.com for that reading by David Suchet of Genesis 32. Jacob did not have the best of reputations. In fact, you can learn a lot about Jacob with just his name. In our culture, we typically pick names because of how they sound or because it was the name of someone that came before us, a relative maybe. In biblical times, your name revealed something about who you were. Jacob's name literally meant he grabs the heel. Now, that's a Hebrew turn of phrase that meant he was a deceiver or a trickster. And indeed, he was. He tricked his older brother Esau out of his birthright. He tricked his father Isaac into receiving the blessing due the firstborn, and it cost Jacob almost everything. The relationship between the two brothers, Jacob and Esau, was greatly strained. Jacob had to flee from his home, afraid for his life. He had his family and possessions with him, but he didn't feel at home. And yet, there was good news for Jacob, even as he wandered unknown lands. The Lord told Jacob when he first left the promised land in Genesis 28:15, I am with you. I will watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Now, have you been in a situation like that where it feels like you're all alone? Just you and you? <laughs> Wondering where it all went wrong? I have. Jacob was probably reflecting on his life after he sent his family and possessions across that Jabbok River. And it was in that moment of desperation, late at night, that a mysterious man came upon him. Now, we know who this man was by the end of the passage, but it's worth mentioning that the use of the word man is intentional. This story is being told from Jacob's perspective. And in those moments of that struggle, Jacob thought he was fighting an ordinary man. Jacob and the man were trading blow for blow. This wrestling match had gone to the twelfth round, and there was still no clear winner. But then something strange happened. In the course of their fighting, the mysterious man touched Jacob's hip, and his hip was wrenched. At that moment, Jacob realized who he had been fighting. No ordinary man. With his hip out of joint, Jacob could not prevail, so he did the only thing he could, hold on to the man for dear life. Jacob said to him, I won't let you go unless you bless me. And the man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. And then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, 
because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Now, that's the key to the whole passage. Jacob was a trickster, but no longer a trickster. He would go by a new name. One biblical scholar writes that before self-sufficient Jacob could enter the promised land, God needed to change Jacob into Israel, a person who strives with God for his blessing. His name had to be changed, and with it, his entire life. God had done this before. He changed Abram and Sarai's names to Abraham and Sarah. God will do this in the future. Jesus changed Peter's name to Cephas. It still happens even today. When we encounter the living and true God, our lives will not remain the same. In fact, we're told we are given new names when we know Christ. Just as Jacob was given a new name after wrestling with the Lord on that fateful night near the Jabbok River, we are given a new name. Jacob called the place where he wrestled with God Peniel because he saw God face to face. Well, we see God face to face in his son, Jesus Christ. And in this meeting that we have, it's Jesus who gives us a new name. That name is Christian. It's a name that changes everything about us. As Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. We are self-seekers in the past. We were prideful people, perhaps even tricksters like Jacob. But when we are given this new name Christian, we are no longer identified by our sins. We're identified with our Savior. Is that not wonderful to hear? That's what this passage points us to. Jacob at the end of his rope, but the Lord coming to him and giving to him a new name, a new identity, and thereby a new life. That's why we can call Jacob's wrestling with the Lord good news. What gift of grace is Jesus my
about me it's all about jesus yet not i but christ in me city of light on this haven today christ in all the scriptures well it is 2024 it's going to take me a few more weeks to start writing that when i'm doing something with a pen but i'm praying that you will join me and you want more of jesus this year in your life and to help you draw closer to your savior We've just released this week a brand new book. It's called Christ and All the Scriptures, Reading and Praying Through the Bible in a Year. Each chapter of this hardback contains an overview for every book of the Bible, as well as prayers centered on each reading. It'll help you see Christ on every page of your Bible. This is not just a study hall project. This is something to help change your life and grow your relationship with your Savior this year. Engage with Him through His Word all year long. So for your first of the year gift to Haven today, I want to send you Christ and all the Scriptures. Get a copy for yourself, but call us or go online and get copies for others so that you can study together and read God's Word through together and actually make it through reading God's Word in a single year. But do it through the Jesus lens. 
Our web address that you can go to right now is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And of course, since you won't have the book yet, you can read the first several days and make your gift online at haventoday.org or call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And remember, last week leading up to New Year's, we were doing a best of series. We still have the double feature film DVD on the life of Corey Ten Boom and her friends called The Hiding Place and Return to the Hiding Place. If you didn't get that DVD with two feature-length films, you can still get them from us when you go to haventoday.org. Watch the traders there or when you give us a call. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your walk with Jesus, I'm David Wolin with Haven Today, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Every new year and every new day, we are presented with a fresh testimony of God's mercy. But we often take it for granted. Many of us open our eyes and reach for our phones and begin to scroll. Or we wake up, stretch for just a moment, and then hit the ground running, accomplishing all that we can. But Lamentations 3 gives us a reason to pause. The author is mourning over the destruction of Jerusalem. It was bleak. And yet, the people of God were not without hope. He writes, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Get daily encouragement with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.